Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Palmer Bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Clear from Chemist Warehouse for cold and flu relief. Get 30 tablets for just $6.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Friday. Oh, we know what that means. Friday, send 10th of June, end of the week, going into a big weekend of sport. I'm up here in the studio with the team, Louis Herman Watt and Tony Kemp. Morning, Uncle. Oh, morning, Erz. Good to see you, brother, in the studio. Always nice to have you in town, Tamaki Makoto and. Look at our mate over there, mate. Looks like, where's Wally? Oh, it's a beautiful colour, isn't it? How do we find Wally? <laughs> well, Wally's got a Crusaders hat on, Crusaders jersey. And a massive Crusaders patch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're looking good, mate. Passionate as always. Louis Herman Watts. Yep, big day, big weekend of sport. And it's great to be up here with the crew. Big show for you. We're going to kick off the show after seven with a bang. One of our show mantras is we love championing our champions. Lisa Andrews is a great Kiwi White Sox player, softball player, and she's just received her PhD from Delaware University from the one and only Joe Biden. How good is that? She's going to come on the show after 7 o'clock in a fascinating story, and we can't wait to share that with you. Looking forward to it. Following that, Waikato Racing Stud Preview. Uh, we're going to catch up with champion breeder Mark Chittick. He's got Savabeel, Novia. Got a couple of the others before we head into breeding season in spring. 
Yeah, not too far away. Anyway, looking forward to having a having a chat to Mark Chirik. And then after 7, seven o'clock, when it comes to can tabs and one-eyed patches, this guy wears it and he oozes it. He, <laughs> he bleeds red and black, this fella. Matt Todd. Matt Todd, one of the greats. Crusader and Canterbury, great. I got asked the other day, who was my favourite player to ever play in the red jersey with? Hands down, Matthew Todd. Just unassuming. You knew he was going to put his body on the line, do everything possible, make about 300 tackles while you've made half a one. <laughs> and, uh, mate, just an absolute champion. He's been announced as the crew, uh, Canterbury assistant coach. Uh, they got Marty Burke, uh, Dunlear, and uh, what's the other one? Alou? can't remember the other name. Anyway, I'll get to it shortly. But, yeah, he's an absolute champion. Uh, he's going to come on after 8 o'clock and have a chat to him about that. Also, when it comes to previewing the Chiefs game, Matthew Todd knows all about that and what that game involves. And I can't wait to share, you more, uh, share with you my bomb squad later on. And following that, we'll chat to Matty Todd about the big game tonight. Crusaders v. the Chiefs. Was it just unlucky for Matty Todd that, that Richie McCaw was number seven at the time, mate? Would, yeah, he played, would he played more all-black games? Would have played a hell of a lot more mm. than... Yeah, if, if Richie McCaw was there uh, and then you had Sam Kane coming up through the ranks and kind of got earmarked as... Yeah, the person that was going to take over that role, and mm. Toddy was just, yeah, but very They reckon he was too short, eh? They reckon he was a, a couple inches too short, and I got prejudiced against him <laughs> early on, and and he was light, but he had ticker. But he, necess- he doesn't necessarily look like your um, kind of uh, archetypical kind of open side at test level. Like, mm. he doesn't look like it, and I think that he got held back because of it. It was Yeah, it's, it was an interesting scenario. Like, well, for Richie, and Richie will be you know, able to comment on this like Richie was it was impossible for Richie to play 100% all year round so I feel like at the Crusaders there was an option there where Todd Blackadder for instance had to make the decision do I pick Richie McCaw because he's Richie McCaw or do I pick this young guy Matt Todd who is just showing every week what it really means to be out there making tackles and just Mm. putting on an absolute clinic so that was the current situation that they were dealt with and yeah I don't yeah I feel like he was the most unlucky our luckiest player to, to mm. play the game, mate. He should have played at least 40-odd more test matches than yeah. he played. Yeah, and probably a good thing, I, I guess, that he's gone into coaching now because he sort of gets out of that light and builds his own. You know, he's um, if he's put that much effort into the Crusaders and on the field, I, I, I dare say that he's the type of bloke that would probably make it as a coach. Yeah, he's yep. got the respect yeah. and the manner. Particularly down there, but like he's someone that does just shies away from the limelight. Doesn't like being out there and, and doesn't really, you know, run the social media, doesn't mm. do any of that sort of stuff that your traditional athlete would do. He's just, you know, got a big fee, he's got four kids, he's a real awesome dad, yeah. beautiful wife. Farmer? No, mate, he's like me. <laughs> he's not handy at all, mate. <laughs> and the wife's like, can you boys do this? And we just start looking at each other going, you get, you get the drill, bro? You go get the right-handed screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bloody hopeless we are. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's an absolute bloody good bloke. I've got a lot of time for him. Now. Talking he... about the right-handed screwdriver, <laughs> very first star started down the freezing week. Sixteen-year-old, they get you all the time. The worst joke in the hunk. It's a worst joke. They used to get blokes with a right-handed broom. Go get the right-handed broom. But yeah. Mate, I was there. I was ready for the right-handed broom because they put me on the broom. The old man said to the boss, Pat Monty, don't ever give him a knife because he'll cut himself, you know. <laughs> so, Pat, listen, the old man put me on the broom. But I'm there sweeping up one day. Everything goes past you. clean up for Smoko and that, and I'm cleaning up. And one of the old diggers goes, you know, he calls me over, one of the old butcher boys, and he goes, hey, 
gun ass pat for a bucket of steam for me. We, I just want to clean my tools, my knives, and I'm gone. Like he's, I'm 16 and looking at this old one of the old man's mates. Okay, yeah, okay, and I'm heading off and I run down to Pat Monty. He's got the deep blue hat on. He's the boss. And I say, hey Pat. He goes, what do you want, Tony? He goes, I said. Mate, oh, George, he wants a bucket of steam, mate, so he can clean his knives. <laughs> and Pat, mate, didn't even crack a smile. He just went, what? Like that. And I went, bucket of steam. <laughs> and as I've said steam, I've just put my head down and turned around and walked away. And I looked around at old George pissing his pants, mate. All the old boys holding their guts oh. laughing. I'll have to get you. There's got to be some more out there. Give us a text, double eight, double three. What are your classic tradie one-liners or, you know, something that will just get the, the rookie uh, <laughs> laughing, mate? I, I was a right-handed screwdriver, and I was, man, I'm so gullible. But I would leave it. And the, I remember, yeah, I was working in Napier at this picture framing company. Only lasted two weeks. Me and Zach Guilford, we hated it. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that long. Oh, I'm, sure they were, I'm sure they were loving it. They loved it when we turned up half an hour late. Um, but yeah, I remember this day, we, like, they bought lollies. I'm like, you want some lollies? I was like, yeah, I love some lollies. And they put, like, um, diesel on it. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you put this lolly in your mouth, and your mouth's just full of diesel. Or just all the trading <laughs> tricks, eh? Just trying to get the young guy. It happens in every industry, every team. It's a, it's a huge part. But no, it's um got a big show, lads. Lisa Andrews after seven Lara, o'clock. Lara, 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 Lara sorry, Andrews. Lara Andrews after seven o'clock. Um, looking I'm looking, forward. I'm looking for to, uh, forward to that one too, mate. Mm. You know, just about her thoughts on our kids in New Zealand and uh, the conduit that sport plays um, for all sorts of social um, parts of our life. You know, so uh, softball. You know, because rugby league and softball go hand in hand. Yeah. You play rugby league in the winter, you play softball in the summer. Um, and I understand where Lara goes through with all that, because when you are very good in New Zealand, you generally head up to the States to play. So scholarships and all that, they weren't around back in my day, but a lot of my mates went up there and played in the in the comps up there because that's where you went to. Um, but really interested to hear what she's got to say after she's been up there and, and done her PhD, mm. mate. Well, she, you know? that, that's, so this is where it's come from, is on... Um and I don't remember the name of the person that texts. Uh, on Monday morning on Queen's birthday, we were talking about Ross Taylor and giving back to the community yeah. and creating pathways for different um, socioeconomic groups or different demographics that might not have them. We got a really intelligent text from somebody saying, hey, if you like this sort of thing, you need to look into Lara Andrews. She just got her PhD uh, from Delaware University last week. It was given to her by Joe Biden, President of the United States. Mm. Checks out. That's very true. And she's also the captain of the White Sox and has been in the White Sox since she was 15. And um, I spoke to her yesterday, and she is a very, very intelligent lady, and she's passionate about um, the next generation of Kiwis. She's passionate mm. about her country, and she's passionate about giving people opportunity. And I think she's got a lot of synergies to both you guys. As, as um, mm. Well, I don't know if she would be a professional athlete, but as a high-performance athlete, the way she looks at giving back is really similar to the conversations I've had with you men. So I think she's going to be a great discussion after 7 o'clock and quite enlightening about, as you said, how using sport as mm. a conduit to build strong communities. Mm. And you look at the Ram Raids, you look at um, you know these gang shootings yep. that are going on at the moment and all of these... And, you know, low socioeconomic parts of New Zealand where there are kids that are being lost as there's more options, there's more digital um, technology, there's more ways to kind of, kind of corrupt a kid these days than ever. How do we use sport? And that's something I'd, I'd love to know. Like, how does she think we can use sport to really empower our children? Mm. And I Great think, question. Mm, she's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Like, she's, um, 
yeah, a, a young girl in her teenage years, sitting at home making the decision, what do I do? She makes the big trip and heads over to America. Yeah, it puts it all on the line to go over and test herself on the big stage, get a PhD. Yeah, you know, just wonders what she's going to do post softball. I might get you a PhD from Joe Biden. Puts in all her hard work. She's a very smart cookie. But you're right, Louis. Like, I'm very passionate about. Um, everyone asks me like, when when you're growing up, what do you want to do? The biggest question. What do you want to do? What What do you enjoy? And the, the first thing I say is, is as a young Maori kid growing up, you know, you see all these these athletes, you see all these sports stars around the globe, around your country. They they're so big on TV, you know. They look bigger in life. Like, how do you how, why, how do you get there? Like, that just feels so impossible. Mm. So for me, you know, I, I love to go back and see young kids. When I went, as, I was up in Gizzy. One of my sisters was struggling, and you know, went around and and um, just helped her out and, and met all her friends and just like seeing them. They're stuck in their own little bubble. And I try and tell them my story about growing up in, in a dead end street, playing rugby on the road with a with a slipper from my um, my sister's slipper, is using that <laughs> as a rugby ball and kicking it through goals, and watching the All Blacks and feeling like that's so impossible. Why me? How do we get there? And then telling them, look, anything's possible if you believe and you and, and you dream. Like everyone says, dreams are, are free, but mate, if you dream and believe something, you can do it. Because if I can do it. Anyone can do 100%. it. 100%. You know? I love and that And that's why I like sharing those stories because when you're stuck in your own little bubble and you feel like there's no escape, you kind of like, oh, you know. You so re- you just got to inspire. Mm. You realise that um, Māori are very good, Pacifica are very good storytellers as well because that's what we, we were back in the old days. You know, mm. we were always telling stories and it's really important that those sort of stories get back out. So Lara coming in and, and connecting that to a conduit to say, look, here's a pathway for our kids to continue to develop in other areas using sport. She can use those stories like mine and Izzy. You know, we spoke about it yesterday. That trip, mate, the, the trip up overseas at 15 to play um, softball or go to university, it's so common when people have a vision, you know. I jumped on a plane at 17 and head up to England, mate, with a backpack. But you, you must be scared. I was, mate, yeah, I didn't even know. I wrote a letter to Doncaster and said, please take me. <laughs> Please take me. I just want to play footy. And got walked into Heathrow Airport. Mm. You know what I mean? Ne- never ever thought it, in my wildest dreams that I'd be flying up there and looking. And this guy's got my name on a on a little piece of cardboard. Kemp. I'm go. Never met him in my life. Jumped in the back of a diesel Sierra station wagon. They drive diesel cars. <laughs> Car like you look. No, Mack truck go past a diesel. And then the the next minute you go, man, what an experience that was. So. Uh, really looking forward to, to getting inside Lara Andrews' head today. Mm. Yeah, and if you've got any questions for her, if you've got any kids that are aspirational athletes or you're a parent that you you know, you know think about the stuff a lot, send them through, double eight, double three. Here's some texts for you, lads. Ask the apprentice to go get a long wait from the shed. A long wait from the shed? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's from Dom. Dom. That's from Dom. And, oh, Dommy and, and, and Dommy said, while Dom's at it, he goes, good morning, boys, Dom here. Up the mighty Chiefs. Izzy Louie feel a bit sorry for you fellas being Crusaders supporters, but hey, it's all good. Kempity, Waitara is Chiefs country, so I hope you're not a Blues supporter. I'll oh, cut it out. Who's put your name on that text? That's Dom, That's mate. Dom. Yeah. Dom. <laughs> back to back, Dommy. Hey, Kempity, go out to the shed and get a long wait, would yeah, you? Yeah, mate. Sorry, I'll put that in the bucket of steam. <laughs> um, Got to go to the store and buy sky hooks, left-handed hammers. We nailed the floor down with a young bloke under it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's from Chris. Um, what else have we got here? Dad. <laughs> can I read this one? 
Oh, sure. What's the time for that, silly? Dad made me get an indicator fluid once. Felt like a dickhead at Repco. Rip, rip scarred since seven years old. Cheers, T. Indicator fluid. <laughs> Can you go get me some indicator you know, you know fluid? Saw, you know what I saw on, on, on the socials last night? Was a lady washing her car with a petrol pump? See, standing, standing no. there with a cloth, had the petrol pump going and a cloth in the other hand. I was just... What? Oh, mate, I was just thinking, man, seriously, it's a, is this for real? Or that's they're a, just making this up? No, that's, that's not a, for real. Well, imagine the minute, the cost for that minute wash. Oh. <laughs> Pumping out three, three dollar litres. That is insane. Um, keep them coming through. What are the classic worksite hazings? Of course, that are, you know, not bullying, but... You know, funny. And oh, <laughs> what are you going to send your apprentice to go get today? Uh, 18 minutes past 6 o'clock. Boys, tonight we have the Black Caps taking on England in the second test uh, over there at Trent Bridge. Right now, the All Whites are playing Orman, and it is nil all at 15 minutes through. Now, this is the last game before they have a massive hit out. Well, this is their last hit out before they have a huge game against Costa Rica. Next Wednesday morning on SENZ, you will hear that game live. Dan McCarty and David Choate with the commentary. And I tell you what, we don't rally behind sport in New Zealand like we rally behind the All Whites if they can get close to a mm. World Cup. Do you remember the scenes in 2009, Bahrain? Oh, yes, I do. Caketon was humming, was absolutely humming. And, and, mate, Wednesday, we're even happy enough to sacrifice our morning so we can sit back and watch it with a nice cup of tea and watch the lads go to battle. Well, oh, I mean, sure, you'll be here, mate. You'll, you'll be doing sideline, won't you? A sideline? I'll be sideline in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, all White's Costa Rica. Look, they're going to be up against it, but they've got a last hit out today against Oman, and at nil all, 18 minutes through, it'll be good for them to fine-tune their squad. Can't wait question Ooh. of the day. What do you got, though? So many different ways to go here. Keep Red it real. Black. Keep it Red real, brother. Black. You know you want it. Nah, <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I do want to. But we're going to talk so much Super Rugby throughout the morning. I thought we'd, we're not actually going to talk too much Warriors today, which is going to kind of break the trend of the week. So I thought I'd get it out of the way nice and early today. My can't wait yes. question of the day is, Stacey Jones, simple. Does he inspire them to a fight back? It's, it's as easy as that. Stacey Jones, does he inspire the Warriors to a fight back against the Cronulla Sharks? And when I say fight back, I don't necessarily even mean that they win. Well, after Kempi's photo, I'm inspired. Yeah. So, Kempi, what have you seen there? Yeah, well, you know, last night I'm just trolling through some photos and uh, someone's put one up of Stacey and Campo standing next to each other. No Kevin one e- Campion. Kevin Campion. No one else in the background. And it just it sort of brought back memories of how those two used to... to um, be so close back in the early 2000s so I, d- I dare say that this week they'll be motivated I, one of the things that Campo's going to put the put put the the mark in the sand and he's going to say boys walk right up to it well there you go 0800 150 that's the Kennard Tire phone line give us a call where are you at with the Warriors right now do you think Stacey Jones and the team can dig in after the week from hell and inspire a little bit of a fight back. One last one before we head off. I got sent to the hardware store to get bolt holes. That's from Jamie. <laughs> double eight, double three. Hear from you soon for our can't wait question of the day. Keep them coming through. 21 minutes past six here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast on SENZ.
SENZ 26 minutes past 6 a.m. this morning. Great to have your company on a Friday, send the 10th of June. Can't wait. Question of the day was can Stacey Jones get an immediate reaction out of the Warriors? But let's be honest, we'd much rather hear about what tradie apprentices get sent up the road to collect. In a short couple of sentences, Kempi, can they get can Stace get a performance out oh, of the line? History history repeats. Like change a coach, normally get a bit of a kick. Uh, I think he does uh, straight off the bat. Whether he can hold it for twelve rounds, mm, not too sure. Yep. Uh, I think he, he does. Uh, it's quite easy for them to get up for us. If they don't, then they 100% don't deserve to be there. We can mark that as, as um, Stacey come out straight after the announcement. Nathan Brown is effort. The effort's not there. So you see on the weekend, you watch them, the effort to get back to their feet, the effort post-tackle, the effort to get back when someone makes a break. Look for those little moments, those little effort moments, and that's where you'll get a real lining of if, they, if he's inspired them. Yeah, bang on. Uh, look, I, look I, I think it'd be too much of an ask to get them to stand up and beat the Sharks. But as you're pointing out, as long as they don't get another flogging and they can actually play some... Sh- uh, look, I actually think more if they actually look like they're threatening on attack. That's it. Can they actually look like they're Defense, a thre- Defensively. Yeah. Like they've just been Oh, horrible. and defensively, yeah. Well, he, just- was, he was going all right too, uh, young Josh Curran. So he's back on the bench this week. I, get, I reckon he gets thrown into the... Into the mix really early, uh, just depending on what is you know he's in the middle of the park with what his fitness is like. But um, mate, he'll 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 steady the ship a little bit, um, whether or not they you know what a team to pull, Cronulla, Nico Hines, you know uh, he's he gets back from an Origin week and just wants to play footy. That that's the concern. He didn't play, did he? Or did he? Nah, no, didn't he didn't play. He, he, was didn't. 18, he was 18th man, but didn't get on. So he's, he, mate, but he spent a whole week in camp and fizzing, learning. You fit, mate. You honestly, when you come out of ARZ, when you come out of back out of camp and you get back to club football, no, you just want the ball in your hands. You've right, had a man. taste. Oh. You've had a taste of it, and you're like, man, I want to be a part of that. So you come back and you're just like, rare. You're hungry, mate. You're ready to rip in. So you expect him. So I want to see have a have a big game, Unc. Talk yeah. Oh, of course. Love yeah. to see Tohu Harris just go out there and just make a real statement. Yeah, as a as a texter yesterday said, you know, when we couldn't get to the texter about asking um, on the show, the the league show about why do you pick a, a ninety eight kilogram front rower? You know, and I guess he was talking about Jess Savanga. Um, but Jess plays. I played with a guy called Tony Butterfield at, at Newcastle, pound for pound, toughest front row I've ever played with. He was 90, 98 kilos, and. Um, Sometimes you pick those guys, but in today's day and age, man, you need big guys. Mm. Joseph Boloy, for instance, Matt you know, Lodge. Matt Lodge. You look at Adam Fanua Blake. You look at you look at the size, the shape, and they they just you know. Um, Joey John said it. If you're not going forward, you can't actually go behind anything. Yeah, he's made that point about Sean Johnson, as he said that he was much maligned to just moments before you told him to hang up his boots. As a young man. <laughs> I was sent for a certain Stop. number of things. You got, you're on fire this morning in that jersey, eh? A it's, lot, like co- it's, honestly, like your, it's like your corner on Harry Potter. I'm, I'm possessed. You look like, when you I get you in look my like crew, Harry Potter and a Crusaders jumper, mate. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? He's a hell of a Quidditch player. He's a, he's a hell of a Quidditch player. And he would go real good from fullback. He, he did, oh. Darting into the line. Uh, yeah, I feel him. He's a wizard. Mate. <laughs> no, Will Jordan will be the wizard tonight. Oh, he loves it, doesn't he? Crusaders he ten plus it. in both individual halves, like thirteen bucks. Oh, Will Jordan first try last two weeks. Eight bucks. Let's go. Uh, as a young man, I was sent for a left-handed screwdriver and once a long wait. Wythana <laughs> is Crusaders country from Phil. Yeah, love it, Phil. Uh, good morning, team. We used to send the Smoko boy. 
up the road to get a Randy Tart, and we never got one back. <laughs> Cheers, Dave and Karanga. Uh, morning, lads, and Aroha. Up the Saders, but I am nervous, boys, but fizzing. Lads, get the apprentice to get tartan paint. There you go. That's from Mark. Um, loving the messages. And there's one here on the Warriors. Morning, boys. I was watching the Highlanders 1-39 doco last night and thought it would be good for the Warriors to watch and maybe draw some inspiration. That's right, because the Highlanders mm. were at rock bottom from that year where they had Ma- uh, Tony Woodcock there. It didn't work. Mm. Nasi Manu, Lima Sopawanga, Aaron Smith, Ben Smith. These came guys to had blows. to stand up. Yeah, came to blows, and they had to stand up. And, and then two years later, they climbed the mountaintop. How good. Very good. How good for them to be able to confront Front those players and, and do what they did, eh? And then got the rewards in the end. No one ever thought. 2015. I was, I was cheering for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had to be crazy not to be. And that's a try. Elliot Dixon, he slammed that down. 29 away <laughs> from seven. Love racing.nz after Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> CNZ, Friday, 10th of June. All Whites locked Nilo with Oman in their last hit out before they cr- try to qualify for the FIFA World Cup. Next Wednesday against Costa Rica, live here on SCNZ. Uh, speaking of live on SCNZ tonight, 9pm, coverage of the second test at Trent Bridge. Adam Collins and the crew with that call. And on Sunday, aren't we just the home of live sport? The netball final. Pulse taking on our stars. Get up the stars in that final down there in Wellington. This weekend, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing form. Uh, if you want to go watch news, reviews, previews, I'd encourage you to do it. And uh, it's quite weekend here in New Zealand, to be honest. There's a, a nice meeting up in Ruakaka. That's where the track will be drier. It'll be a soft or maybe a heavy, depending how much rain they get up there. And meanwhile, I don't know if you guys caught the news last night, um, Carpety Coast and... Levin and Waikanae, mm. Wellington, absolutely under siege by water. It's been getting got obliterated. It was there was a tornado. I see Cody Taylor's yeah. auctioning off a uh, All Blacks jersey for his hometown of Levin. There was a tornado. There was uh, just a deluge. There was workshops that were. They said they hadn't heard noise like it since the Kaikoura earthquake. It was that the weather was that crazy. Mm. Absolutely bucketing down for just ask me. Oh, mm. I don't know. I think he might have to hop on that one, is he? <laughs> Even you won't be able to stop him. You reckon? So he's on the short backup. What's the theory here, Kippy? Well, yep, he thinks... I spoke to Alan during the week, and he thinks that it's um, worth having another crack. You know, he, he's uh, he's chumping at the bit to get out there again, and, you know, you leave it up to the trainer. Um, Alan wants to, wants to roll him around again. I know he's carrying a little bit more weight, um, but, yeah, you've got the... <laughs> Is he chair showing me the uh, the multis coming out? He's got the multi I coming out. I might have multied it into something for you, Uncle. Just what have you Uncle. It, what, what have you multied into? I've just uh, multied just asked me into a few at Eagle uh, Eagle Farm on Saturday. Oh, sounds, sounds like winners. Yeah. I got one multi for the weekend. Follow me. And it's a two horse multi. Yeah. And I'd multi up just ask me into ladies' men. And I would suggest that at two fifty into two dollars, ladies, man, in race number six at Trentham is as good as a good thing you're going to get on a heavy track. Just ask me, you're right, Kimpy. Carries the fifty eight with the claimer, so he's got four kegs above Chase, who's the other three in the race. And Chase won really well here last start, but there is a bit of a theory that Chase might just be a gunner. Twenty three starts for three wins. Meanwhile, Just Ask Me has had the twenty one starts for eight wins. So. 
and he hasn't won this preparation four runs in yet. And those first three runs back were just to get him fit. Last start he missed. The uh, John O'Bena horse just jumped on the corner and, and seemed to fly away on the track a little bit too good. With the rain, you'd have to think Just Ask Me are pretty pretty hard to stop. And you're mm. right, Izzy, Eagle Farm is all on, and we have Coventina Bay and the Chosen One back at it again. Um, the Chosen One in his last start in the Q22, and I said yesterday, I think he's an each-way guy. He's, mm. he's come on, he's even got better since his last start, says for Andrew Forsman. He was unlucky last start, twelve dollars and three eighty. But if you wanted to look at the two eighty of play of top four for the chosen one, I think you could do a lot worse. And Coventina Bay is uh, three thirty top four, and look, that, they've both got to be chances. Oh, mate, I'm just looking at the at the moment the chosen one. It's a good race. It Huito, is a good race. Huito is the favourite. It won its last start. Won really well on the inside uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, now some nice horses running around on Saturday, Louis. Going to have a nice little flatter with yourself back home. Be a good Saturday, mate. Yeah, 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 we'll be. Looking forward to it. Now, the the one that we should point out as well is the JJ Atkins. So it's Brisbane's uh, premier two-year-old race. So it's a group one. And not flying under the radar, but I tell you what, sharp and smart. So this is Graham Rogerson. This is a Rogie special here. Started its first race at Ruakaka, then won really well at Pukakoi, sent it over for Eagle Farm and the Phoenix, and it ran a pretty good second. Now, it's $4 in the Group 1 here, so we might have a New Zealand another New Zealand Group 1 on this carnival. If Rogie can pull it off, of course, he's won some pretty big races before, namely trainer of Savabil winning the Cox Plate as Savabil's three-year-old. And Look, Rogie is he's done it. He is for years and decades and decades. He knows how to campaign horses in Australia. He understands Australian racing. So in the JJ Atkins race seven, sharp and smart, Huey Bowman on, good draw. I'd be very wary that Rogie might be able to pull one off mm. for New Zealand uh, on Saturday. Love racing.nz, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Richie says the question is, are the Sharks going to rub it in and play with only 12 players on the field? <laughs> Don't do that again. He's tough. <laughs> He's tough on a mini. Yeah. No, it was 11 players. <laughs> and they still looked horrible. So hopefully not. <laughs> hey, what about, um, I saw a thing yesterday when I was scamming, scanning the airways. Who are you um, scamming the storm? Scanning the airways. Uh, is, it, is it Guy Waterhouse? Gay Waterhouse. Gay Waterhouse, um, 149 wins, group ones. Yes. Tasty 150, Alligator Blood. Yes. It's going to win? No. Nah. Too wide. Yeah. We mentioned we mentioned Alligator Blood last time. Mm. Ran a place for five bucks. Yeah, Alligator Blood's a really interesting horse. It was. It be, do you remember Catalyst? Yeah, Catalyst, yeah, yeah, the Kiwi yeah, horse yeah, that yeah. we haven't seen for about two years now. But they were star three year olds, and it won the Australian Guineas, and then just had a couple of injuries. Changed it's changed trainers two or three times now, and then at Gay Waterhouse, she's mm. like she's a wizard. So yeah. Gay Waterhouse. Oh, very long story short, Tommy Smith, uh, TJ Smith, her dad, one of the greatest horse trainers in the history of Australia. She married a guy, Rob Waterhouse, who's a he's a bookie. He's been involved in racing administration. They've got kids, uh, Tommy Waterhouse, who's now, he's one of the leading punters. He's a pro punter. He's a very sharp unit. They're just an incredible racing family. Racing royalty and Gay Waterhouse has trained every sort of winner you could ever imagine. Every sort of group when I when when you can imagine she's a older lady she's eccentric I don't know how mm. old she would be now hundred when she wins trains her hundred and fiftieth she's now in partnership with Adrian Bot it'll be a celebration for Australian racing oh mate she's a very good. cool lady um maybe we should do some look maybe we should try and get Gay Waterhouse on the show one Let's day because she be is good. hard case very funny speaking of funny 
Quizzy Dag has oh. been off the off the absolute train wreck. It's been off the railroad this week. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Give us a call. Come on, take on the quizmaster. Have you seen the quiz? Yeah, man. Piece of piss. Yeah. Oh <laughs> eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Come on for a trip to the Goldie five hundred. If you get in Why the did, draw, someone out there that hasn't had a crack, come take me on. I want to challenge you. Willamette Travel wants to get somebody to the Goldie 500. You just have to win Quizzy Dag. 0800 150 811. We'll see you soon. On your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811 You're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Yes, someone's going to the Gold Coast. Who's coming? Who's coming with me? Kimpy. <laughs> I'm coming. Louie. <laughs> Is it you, John? Morning, John. You're up first. You like picking me to go first, don't you? I've just, I've got a lot of uh, confidence in yourself, John. You got confidence today? Here we go. Always, mate, always. Here we go, John. Good luck. Who are the All Whites playing this morning? Oman. Oman is correct. Bang. Question number two, John. All the way. Here we go. Which club did Tohu Harris make his debut for? I'll go the storm. The storm is correct. Well done. Question number three. Which country is Liverpool player Sadio Man from? Gee, <laughs> you're a good man, aren't you? Um, <laughs> uh, what say his name again? Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane, sorry. Horrible uh, saying names. So how about a clue, Kimpy? <laughs> Have you seen his gal? His, his what, mate? Seen his gal. Ah, uh, seen his gal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good clue. Think harder. Uh, <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not Italy. Sorry, mate. Have a good day, John. Richie. Morning, lads. Morning, morning. Which country is Liverpool player Sadio Mane from? Senegal. <laughs> what, what was your clue, Uncle? Seen as gal. Seen as gal. Well, <laughs> outstanding. Question number four. Which city was the NBA founded in? Five. Four. Detroit. Three. Detroit is incorrect. Sorry, Richie. We're going to go to Hayden. 
Morning, Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. Hey, brother. Good morning, mate. How's it going? Good. Morning, morning. Good, thank you. Which city was the NBA founded in? That would be New York. New York is correct. Question number five to go on the draw. Here we go, Hayden. Which sport did Salwin Meister represent New Zealand in? Oh, no, no clue. Can I get a clue for that one? On a Carter. Sorry? On a Carter. On a Carter. Daniel Carter's wife. Uh, is that hockey? <laughs> <laughs> it is correct. <laughs> You're in the draw, Hayden. Well done. Where are you from? Sweet. Uh, Auckland. Auckland, Tamaki Makoto. Good to be up here, mate. Go on. Great work, hey? Yeah. Well done, you're in the draw. <laughs> Good Sweet. man. Sweet. Next week Thank we'll, you. we'll offer up a little $50, $50 TAB better yeah. again, won't we, Louis? Well, we've got to save that. Yeah, we will next week. But we're going to save it today because Fridays are multi-days. Yeah. And uh, after 8 o'clock, we're going to find someone to take some... Uh, Tip us into something nice, and, and the, the tip that just gets the senses flowing the most, we might just give them a TAB $50 Ooh. bonus bet. But that was Kizzy Jag with Willamit. Mate, I've seen your TAB account balance. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I haven't since Just Ask Me lost. Right. Yeah, you're in, you need help, and Izzy always needs help. Please. Please, I need help today. Yeah, we all need, we're going to need help. I'm going to need to sustain this gallop. I mean, I've, I've pretty much taken off from the back of the field at about the 3,000 metre mark, and I've got to try and sustain a gallop for about 12 hours, and that'll only then just get me to kick off. So, so, so I'm going to need some espresso martini. So if you see me in Christchurch, buy me an espresso martini. Eight away from seven. We'll be back with Kempi's off the back fence after this. Fence with Tony Kemp. Ooh, well, what a week in rugby league, eh, Izzy? We all saw Billy the Kid take the Maroons to an unbelievable win on Wednesday night as coach of Queensland. How good. And they're telling me he shouldn't coach the Warriors. Come on. Madge Maguire and Nathan Brown became number two and three, respectively. Coaches to be sacked this year, and we're only halfway through. Who's next? Well, my money's on Justin Holbrook up at the Titans. And yes, this Sunday, my mate, the little general, gets out the coach's first game as a head coach in the NRL. Good luck, Stace. Hoping to get a win against the Sharkies. Man, I think it's time we all took a deep breath. <sighs> ah, so what did we learn this week, eh? Well, Stacey Jones, for one, has made a massive call. He's put his name and money on the line. Will he live to regret this decision? Number two, never write off the underdog. Man, what a win by the Maroons, eh? Everyone ripped them off. They said Billy the Kid never coached a game in his life. Couldn't get them home, and how wrong were they? And... The last thing for me that's really worrying this one is that the next coach of the Warriors will be selected by Cam George and Mark Robinson. Izzy, if God saves the Queen, could even the Queen save the Warriors? You know what, boys? Can't wait for next week. Come on, the Warriors. Oh. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Tony, Tony Kemp. Can the Queen save the Warriors? Um, no. It's a simple no, but mate, I loved your comments on Stacey. Rally around Stacey. Like, when you think of the Warriors and the greats, the goats, Stacey Jones, first name that springs to mind. He's been thrown in the deep end here. I think as public, and I think they will, we'll, we'll, we've got to support him. We've yeah, got to rally yeah. around him. That's, like why, he's it been thrown. The, that's yeah. why it was the masterstroke. Yeah. 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 So no matter what results aside, he's going to try and inspire effort 
that was the first thing I took out of it when he spoke about effort. That really determines how much this, these players really care. So if, if he can't inspire with Kevin Campion, an absolute champion who takes no I wonder if we're going to see Kevin the, in the uh, yellow shirt mm. or blue shirt this week. Yeah, that Run, would be awesome. Running messages. Yeah. Oh, intimidating the players. <laughs> He's Brad Thorne, mate. Get up! <laughs> Off the ground! Hey, just think about it. If Because the, the Queen's filthy rich, right? I mean, she's, she owns lots of racehorses. Royal Ascot, her colours will be going around this week. Um, the Monarch, gee, they're worth a bit. What if, you know, she, you say, can she save the Warriors? What if she bought them? What if we? What if the Commonwealth owned the, the Warriors? And then they change the colours. And, and, they, the they have, and the war in the Queen's racing silks, hey, you the know, purple Cam- sleeves. Campo, mate, runner, runner. Just a quick story about Campo. Runner, run on in the concussion. See to Campo, you got a protocol. Campo, just going to ask you some questions. He went, "If off, I'll knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll knock you out." There you go, plain and simple, right between the eyes. That might be what I feel the Warriors players need mate so uh awesome coming up we're going to talk to lara andrews stay tuned it's going to be an awesome catch up she's a fascinating figure over in the united states she just got her phd from joe biden so looking forward to that gonna go get my mccafe coffee about now here's aroha with the news for kubota together we are shaping and building new zealand Find 15% off the Metamucil range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just 1869. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Friday, 10th of June. I'm up here in the studio with the Fano. Great to be here with Kempi and Louis. Kempi, we've had a good hour so far. Looking forward to ripping into this next one. It's going to be special. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. Uh, I'm looking forward to it too. It's time for our first McCafe coffee catch up for the morning. And I'm not sure how many Kiwis have been awarded their PhD by the President of the United States, but for one, of our greatest softball athletes who we're trying to get on the line at the moment, the current captain of the White Sox that became a reality this week as she graduated from Delaware University. We're trying to get Lara Andrews on the phone at the moment. She's going to come in and talk to us. I can't wait, Louie. It should be good. Talk about all things sport in her life over there in the United States and back here in New Zealand. Comes mm. from a, a sort of similar upbringing to ours, uh, Izzy and... When we do get her on, she's going to be uh, someone quite special to talk to. Well, inspiring the next generation, Unc, and uh, looking forward to having a chat to her shortly. Coming up after that, we've got Mark Chittick for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Always good to chat to him about what's going on. What's going on? Breeding season's not too far away, and he's a, he's a fascinating man. And then after 8 o'clock, we've got Matt Todd.
Matt Todd, the champion. The new mayor of Christchurch. The mayor of Christchurch. We'll have a chat to him about the current situation with the Christchurch Stadium, Louis. Uh, pretty diabolical what's oh, going on mate, down in It's actually It's actually a blight on the, the great city. It's actually starting to cut into the history of the city. Mm. And it's disappointing. What about this text here? That's what I was pointing at, sorry, before. Furiously, Kempi. Kempi, if Mark Robinson treats Stacey badly, would that be the final straw with the fans? Could that lead to the Warriors fans showing their faith and a legend rather than a club owner. That's Josh C. Well, yeah, well, like that's the point I was trying to make this week is mm. Stacey's mana is, is massive. That's why it's a masterstroke to put him into this coaching position um, at this stage of the year for the Warriors having come home, you know, like it's trying to get those jigsaw pieces together. So, yeah, he might walk. Awesome, awesome. Well, we've got our amazing wahine on the line waiting for us. Uncle, you want to give us a little, oh, little intro? Yeah, thank you very much, Izzy. Uh, tēnā koe lāra, e mihi ana ki a koe moto kōrero i te atanei ki a mātou i tēnei wā. Kia ora, kia ora, Lara. Thank you for joining us this morning. Morena, morena. Morena. Thank you for having me. Oh, pai rau atu ki te kōrero ki a koe. Um, give us a 101, Lara, this morning on where you come from, Lara, and, and the, your, your passion for life, especially, and sport. <laughs> well, kia ora koutou, katoa, um, ko Taranaki taku maunga, ko Hamua taku hapu, ko Taiporoi noi taku marae, ko Ngāti Rua noi taku iwi, uh, ko Dr. Lara Andrews taku ingoa. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm from, uh, born and raised from Patoni, Lower Hutt. Um, and you know, I've got seven siblings, and and was fortunate enough to be raised by my grandparents, um, which I value so much. And um, sport has been a way of life for me. Uh, education as a young person was was quite challenging, um, being raised in a bilingual uh, uh, education system. Uh, but as soon as I was uh, in the sports environment, or we had PE for the day, or you know. Uh, before school, lunchtime and after school, um, that was the space for me where I was thriving. Uh, I was able to learn quickly. I was able to understand what I was being taught and mm. I was able to deliver and progress in those skills quite quickly. And so, so for me, straight away, sport and, and being active was a platform for me that made me feel comfortable, uh, made me feel confident in myself and capable. Uh, and, and then that kind of you know, you kind of stick to things that you feel you're good at as a young person. So I continued my journey um, in sport straight away uh, as a young person. And, and you kind of avoid those harder things in life when you're young, such as uh, education, if it's quite difficult for you as a kid and, and quite mm. confusing. Hey, Lara. Um, is... and then... Oh, so oh, no, you, you go. No, you, you carry on. You're going good. Oh, <laughs> So then, um, you know, as a young person, um, quickly got success and, and started to make rep teams. Mm. Um, and then uh, softball really gave me the platform to uh, start travelling internationally and, and representing New Zealand. How challenging, Lara, it's great to have you on the show, Izzy here. How, how challenging was it trying to fulfil your education, uh, and, you know, criteria and, and juggle that with sport? You know, you must have had your challenges and how you were able to uh, overcome those. I think for me, sport became the priority Mm. um, and I had some clear goals. And um, when you go into the university system in America, you can't um, fail in in school or in class because that actually uh, means that you can't travel with the team or you can't train with the team. So as soon as um, that became 
important to, mm. to my participation in, in competing. Um, I made sure that my academic um, side of things never failed because I always <laughs> wanted to play and I always w wanted to train and compete. Um, but we don't have that model here in New Zealand. Mm. And, um, and so that's something that we, we could possibly uh, start looking towards because for some people, sport and physical activity is their motivator for life. And for some kids, it's the only reason they go to school yeah. um, is so that they can play in, in sports. Yeah, and and how do you build that um, that conduit, Lara? Like, you know, you've expressed that sport plays a bigger part in especially our Māori and Pacifica kids' uh, lives than, than most things. How do we build that conduit through sport and education to sort of get some really positive outcomes in our community? That's a good question. It's, it's tough because we have a model that runs on on a club model as well as school um, sport. And so we don't actually um, connect the dots much mm. in, in, in terms of our coaches um, talking to our teachers, for example, and making sure we actually attended class that day. Uh, so it would be a massive system change. Um, but in, in general, um, as, a, as a parent or as a whānau member, um, that could be something that, that is held in the household. You know, if you don't um, go to school or you're not achieving in your in your academics, then you're not going to go to training tomorrow or you're not going to play on Saturday. So we could we could do it in, inside the whānau home, but in terms of the system, the whole system would have to change to ensure that um, sport is, is just as much of a privilege as education. What are, what are some of the things that you are trying to do to, to get change? I know you're holding a, a lot of conferences and uh, meetings around the country. Uh, what are some of the things you're trying to do, and, and do you feel like you're gaining any traction? Yes, yeah, so I'm um, one of the Balance is Better ambassadors for Sport New Zealand around shifting the model for young people um, in sport today. And this started around four years ago. And what we do is we meet with lots of different, at lots of different levels. So at the uh, NSO level, National Sporting Organisation level, the Regional Sports Trust, uh, we meet with coaches and parents. So we're, we're trying to go across the scale, but we're trying to um, ensure that we're, you know, doing the right thing in sport. And some of those things are understanding the theories around balances better, and that is. Playing more, multiple sports is the best thing for young kids when they're developing. So, you know, we don't want to be pushing one sport for a kid and, and making them play that one sport their whole for the whole year. We want to give them a bit of diversity in that space. Um, there's also a theory that if you're good as a young person, as an athlete, that you're going to be an all black or you're going to be a silver <laughs> yeah. fern when you're older, yeah. when you're 10 years old and you're great. Um, that theory has gone down the drain. It's, it's not really about identifying kids early. It's just expo giving exposure to kids to multiple sports across their lifespan. Um, and the other one is, is the winning piece. Uh, it's not all about winning. And, and this is a mind shift that's going to be is quite difficult for New Zealanders because we really, you know, we're all ch up for the challenge and we're always keen to win. But um, for, for when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, uh, it's actually just about participating with your friends. Young people's voices are coming through saying they just want to play with their mates and have fun. And it's as simple as that. Mm, love it. Yeah, I love the simple uh, simplicity of your corridor uh, this morning, Lara. Given the, given the fact that uh, at the moment we were talking about 
you know, giving uh, kids opportunities. Um, one of the big problems that we see down here um, with all the gangs and and our kids getting lost in the uh, in their hometowns, especially in the rural towns, because they don't have this ability to. Um, I guess, address the issues. Do you see the connect between what you're trying to do, I guess, the educational system and our and our younger kids coming through primary school so that they understand there is a better uh, pathway for them to take through sport, hopefully? Yeah, it's, it's two-pronged because it's, one, influencing those who make all the decisions for our children and making sure that those who are making the decisions for our children are making the right decisions for how they set up the model for it, for which they've got to survive in. And then two is the other side of things is um, inspiring um, and increasing and enhancing young people's knowledge of the importance of being active and um, the importance of, of building confidence as a young person in the sports space where it's a safe space to fail when you're growing up um, and, and trying to keep them involved in being active longer is the key you know we don't want kids who just play until they're, they're 14 and then not not play any sport for the rest of their life we want to keep people active across the lifespan when their parents and then when their grandparents um being active with their gr- grandchildren that's that's really the goal of, of what we're trying to achieve and, and we all know the benefits of being active um, across the board with our mental well-being, physical social emotional well-being and also the connection with with peers um, sport and being active is, it provides that environment for young people to find a group of friends who they can relate to, who they have something from, uh, similar in interest and passion. And as soon as you can, and, and you guys know I'm preaching to the choir because <laughs> you, you guys believe the same thing, but it's, it's really difficult because we're not getting much change no. um, and it's not moving quick enough. Yeah, it's one thing talking and another thing listening and understanding the situation. And at the moment, there's not that much going on uh, higher, higher above. I'll ask you the question, um, you know, about online learning. And, and you know, like, uh, do you, does that concern you, the way that, that the younger generation are learning? We've gone away from your traditional reading books, hard copy books, um, writing novels, to actually doing a lot online with screen times. Does that concern you, Lark? Yeah, it does if, if it's not done in balance mm. um, and like everything in life. But the thing we've got to make sure we're ensuring that our kids are getting exposure to the, the benefits of being active. Because if they're not being, we all know that if you don't go for a run or go play on the playground or whatever, you don't feel those endorphins. You don't feel the feeling of feeling excited and happy and, you know, energized. Um, so if we have a generation of young people who aren't feeling that feeling, then they're not going to value that once they get into adulthood. And then it's just going to be a very big challenge for us to change generations of people's mindsets around being active and being for, uh, playing sport. Oh, I love it, love it. But it'd be rude of us not to talk about uh, you know your experience at Delaware University and then receiving your PhD from the real Joey B, Joey Biden, like what a special moment that must have been for you. How was that experience? Oh man, it, it, it really feels like it was a really big dream. Um, you know, that I had a real big sleep and I just woke <laughs> up back in New Zealand. Um, you know, feel very fortunate enough to have um, 
been able to get over there and in and, and the climate we're in, mm. uh, take my whanau with me and my mum as well. Uh, we, we made the big trip and, and went to the University of Delaware and actually gave a, a taonga, a, a pounamu to, to all those professors who have supported me over the wow. 13 years I was there. And then um, to finish it off with a, a commencement um, speech from the President of the United States who said to us, you know, he was in our seat in 1965 he was a graduate of the University of Delaware and if someone had told him that at that time that in 2022 he would be standing there as president he would have fallen off his seat um, so he, it was really humbling um, he spoke a lot about how the University of Delaware um, sets young people up with confidence um, with leadership skills um, and with knowledge and creativity to go out into the world and to create wonderful new things and um, that really resonated with me and, and my mum, especially because uh, that's exactly what the university did for me. It gave me confidence and, and, and made me feel um, like I had the tools to be able to advocate um, specifically for families in sport and analysing young people's development in sport and how they uh, develop mentally, physically, socially and emotionally. So. Um, yeah, I, I shout out to the University of Delaware. Like it's it's been my home away from home for mm. 13 years, um, but now it's time for me to come come back here and, and do some research in New Zealand on um, on understanding what sport and physical activity means for our young people and how we can better the system for the future of the the sector. And we're here to help you too, Lara. So just give inspiring. us a call whenever you need. It's, it is. It's absolutely inspiring. Um, I've got a question for you. If there's one thing you could bring back on your journey since a 15-year-old um, back into Aotearoa this year and implement it and you knew it was going to work, what would that be? Um, I want to in, in, um, encourage and empower our whanau um, in sport and to to remind them, remind parents that they're actually a really critical and important factor in how their child develops in sport. Yeah. We don't we don't want to encourage parents just to drop their kid off and pick them up. That's that's just one piece of involvement. Parents need to know that if they want their kids to grow up grow up to be strong minded, well well rounded, good well being kids coming through sport, they actually have to play a role in that. So it's not just the coach's job to do that. Um, our signing are the most consistent piece in the young person's life, and we need to make sure that they're providing a positive experience, positive um, vibes for kids, and being there and supporting them through their um, ups and downs in sport is so important, and we need to promote that more and more and more. Yeah, tika tonu. Hey, e mihi ana ki a koe, tēnei te mihi te māre kura i tuanei, Tenakwe, tenakwe, tenakwe. Nice to talk to you to, uh, this morning, Lara. Thank you very much for sharing your yeah, mātauranga, you. your knowledge, and dropping it down on us here on all our SEN Breakfast uh, listeners this morning. I'm sure there's plenty of parents out there that would have taken a little nugget there's out of right that. There's one right here, Kempi. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one, and we've got three boys in the kitchen that are yet to be parents, and I'm sure they need to hear this, Lara, because the kids are the future, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing your work uh, in the near future here in Aotearoa. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. All the best. Oh, that was powerful, man. Big time. Parenting, 101, so, inspire, provide.
be positive, encourage, not just do the bare minimum, drop them off, take them home. You know, the babysitter, the, the, the babysitter culture. You know, like we're mm. using sport to 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 use as a babysitting service as opposed to um, be becoming involved and joining our kids on the on the field and making sure you know we're holding a pad or or filling a water bottle for them and and getting that whole encouraging. Um, growth model going. What she's saying was she was a couple of real good nuggets. She took out there, not getting enough change, and it's not happening mm. quick enough. That's a, that's on us as parents. That's on us as parents. The reason why it's not happening quick enough because as parents, we're not taking into account what our kids and and the shape we can have our kids in later on in their in their life. And you know, what I lo- uh, what I like and what I know is that sport plays a massive conduit in that. It did in my life. It did in yours. Mm. Is there anyone that's played at the top level? It, it has been the conduit to. To where they are today, so um, oh, that oh, I'll go back and listen to that probably two or three times. Me, mm. if you have anything that you took out of that from Lara Andrews, Doctor Lara Andrews, uh, give us a call eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If you're a parent and heard that and you want to debrief it with us, uh, it's key to remember. Lara is the captain of the uh, New Zealand White Sox. She's played since she was fifteen. She was a standout player in college, so she has been at the highest level of sport. And softball over there is. And the women's game is, oh, I mean, it's, it's massive. It's, ele- it's electric. It's a massive over there. So she understands the pressure cooker. And when she talks, she talks with knowledge. She talks with Aroha. And it was really cool to have her on this morning. 23 minutes past seven. We'll talk more about it and debrief it after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Right now, just off the back of Lara, Dr. Lara Andrews um, coming on for a cordero, uh, talking about how uh, young New Zealanders' sport is actually a really impactful part of their life if used the right way, Kempi, as a tool. Mate. Yeah, mate, dead set. And, I, and I've had both my kids um, talk to me. But my, my, my daughter was a champ. You know, she was a, a bloke, and we always laugh about it. She would have been a Kiwi or an All Black. She, is, she could run, mate, do everything. And my son, I was at high school, is he? And this was the third form, and he played rugby. My boy was brought up and played rugby, never played um, league, not until he was 16. I told you guys that story. But anyway, he jumped in the car after this game one day, and he looks at me, and he starts crying. I said, what's up? He goes, oh, Dad, I'm not enjoying it. And I mm. said, why? And he goes, because everyone asked me if, if, if you're going to be as good as your dad. Mm. And it broke my heart. You know, he's crying, and I started to cry. And I looked at him, and we gathered our breath, and I looked over, and I said, okay, well, that's it, mate. If you're not enjoying it, we're not coming to rugby no more. You know, whereas my dad would have just said, suck it up. Mm. Get on with it, you know. And um, I looked at him, I said, but you need to play sport, okay? And he went, yep. And in the back of my mind, I heard this rowing thing about this rowing thing. I said, well, why don't you check out rowing? Well, anyway, he ended up rowing for Westlake, and he rowed all the way through to his senior year. And then he came to me in his last year, because it was a real hard program, he said, I've had enough. Mm. And Mike Stanley phoned me and said, mate, because he could row, you know? And he said, oh, we want your son to row, you know? Is it, do, you, do you want us to give him a scholarship? And I said, this is the balance part. I said, Mike, that, it's my son's decision. You know, he's done all of the, the hard work. He's got to the stage. He's just had enough. Mm. I'm not going to go on the back of it and say, mate, get yourself together and get in there and row. You could row for New Zealand. He, he, his decision, Mike, is that he wants to go to university and he wants to study. Mm. And, and that was the stuff that, for me, what Lara's talking about, is that you have to be able to have that conversation, not when your kid's eight and say he's going to be an all black. Balance. Balance, Balance and, and pressure. Like, mate, I'm going through the same situation with Arlo. You know, like a lot of expectations on him because I played rugby and I was an all black that automatically assumes that he's going to be an all black and the pressure's from external, mm. uh, you know. And I just, people ask me, is he going to be an all black? I'm like, no, probably not. He'll probably play, you know, he'll probably be a builder or construction worker. He's very handy with his hands, loves building things. So he probably won't even play sport. They'd be handy on your And on my your biggest life. pet hate. <laughs> My biggest, yeah, it'd be good coming up, growing up, mate. You'd get him on the digger. But my biggest pet hate at the moment is going around. Is I meet a lot of family and kids, and they're really talented kids. 
and the mum and dad come up to me he's got to be an all black oh, and yeah. I'm just like so they all automatically just putting the pressure on this young kid like it's, it's good to inspire and have dreams but pressure to be an all black and I'm just sitting there mm. going please don't do that they reword it just say look I'm going to support you I'm going to back you with everything you do and if you get there great if you don't that's okay but automatically he's going to be an all black I'm like no don't be like that. Change your wording. So, a, a, um, good, a good thing you said, only 1,200 All Blacks. Mm. Put that into Only 1,200 All Blacks ever. And that's wise words, lads. Coming from a couple blokes that have been there, and I hope everyone can take something away from that. 29 away from 8 o'clock. Choices for in poll, not far away. Double eight, double three. That's the 10 for bedpost text machine. Uh, if you've got any personal stories along those lines, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear them hear from you. Here's Otaha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> SNZ 25 away from 8 o'clock this morning. David Dallas DDOT featuring on Adam Sandler's new Netflix film produced by LeBron James called Hustle. This song, Running, is uh, one of the key tracks of that film. Uh, congratulations to a great Kiwi artist there. Wow. DDOT, still, we're still waiting for you to reply to us, bro. We're still on you Check on the your show. DMs, bro. Come on the show, David Dallas. Uh, before we get to our choices for him, Paul Richie's called the Ken Arts Higher phone line. Off the back of uh, Dr. Lara's chat. Morning, Richie. How you doing, man? Morning, Mitch. How are we? Yeah, good, Richie. Good, Richie. Hey, mate. I think you need to get uh, Lara on uh, every week. That was great. Just listening to her as a new father. Um, mm. You know, I, I could listen to her all day. And, and that. But um, a couple of stories from me. Like, my oh, my mother was very, very was a very strict mother, and. Mm. Um, I, you know, I probably wasn't one of the best kids, but she got me playing sport from a very early age, and and uh, and now that I, you know, I'm older and and that, you know, I can't see my life without sport. You know, and I, I get, I still get upset when the physio or doctor say, hey, you need to have a bit of a break. But um, and and it's just good for mental health. But mm. when I was one of the the reason I rang up was um, she was talking about education and how that you know a lot of kids can't. Are struggling at school. I had a when I was personal training here in Wellington, and um, I had a family come up to me, um, one of my customers, clients, and she was going on how that she can't get her kids to do her homework, and all they want to do is go outside and kick a ball. And I said to them, I said, hey, look, why don't you bring your kids down? Bring, we'll, we'll go down to a local park and bring their homework. And it was all about areas and how to work out the areas of triangles and circles and that. And so we just made a game of it, and you know. The kids enjoyed it. We got them outside. They were running around. We got their homework complete. But it was just, yeah, you know, and even with younger kids, you know, you can do your press-ups. Like, if mum and dad press-ups we got, you know, it's it's a great way to spend time with, with, with your young ones and get them outside and away from phones and... That's that's an awesome story, Richie. It really hits home. Like, because a lot of kids and people, they learn... Uh, they learn different, you know, they are visual learners, they are kinesthetic learners, they need to get out there and do it, so it's been able to adapt, mate, a, a wonderful story, and we've all got those stories growing up, thank you so much for sharing that, Richie, appreciate it, give us a call, 0800 150 And the difference with that is it's fun, mm. like, you know, take the boredom out of homework, that's, that's basically what you did, Richie, which is great, you know, so a lot of kids can learn 
by using sport, um, yeah. both in numeracy and literacy, tell stories, you know, map fields out. Everyone, put, put everyone's fields got in. stories, yeah. uncle, of, of growing up. And, you know, for myself, we, you know, we're a humble family, didn't come from, from a hell of a lot, but the effort that my mum and dad put in week in, week out to get all of our brothers and sisters to sport, not only just get you there, but help you in the background, get around you, you know, give you all the things necessary to be able to give you the opportunity. You know, spending the, our last paycheck to go buy a, a Warriors ball that lasted about uh, five minutes because it popped. <laughs> Remember <laughs> so it those plastic ones? Now, but, um, yeah. Remember those plastic footies? <laughs> yeah, like, hey, we couldn't afford a leather football. Like There, 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 there was a bee's knees, but we could afford the, the five-cent plastic one. Driving to Wairau, I just want to share this, driving to Wairau, um, I woke up, had uh, training in Wairau, and my old man, we didn't have too much. So he went and got the vacuum cleaner, took it to cash converters, pawned it off, filled up the car. We just got home on fumes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He did everything possible to get me to this training, and now exactly. 20 away. And now you're using Dysons to straighten your hair. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> now what I should a story. That off. But, mate, like, stories like that, yeah, no, that that's everyone's awesome. got them, and you never forget them, but like how much support and love your family had for you. Oh, just... Boys, it's heading home with my, my, my family as well. My father and my sister plays football at a pretty high level and everything, all the sacrifice my parents and my mum made in particular. I'm also in Korero from Lara as a coach, parent and lover of all things sport. Her words and the focus on Fano were spot on. Thanks, fellas. Inga. And there's a couple more messages we'll read here. Daniel, uh, coming from you in a minute or two, but very quickly, I uh, see your floor change in an instant with RoomView. Choices flooring poll today, up in the SENZ app, go into the app, have your choice. Click on the Izzy and Kempe for breakfast stream, and this is the question today. This is the Choices flooring poll. Which coach has the most to win or lose this coming week, fellas? Which coach has the most to win or lose this coming week? Stacey Jones, Leon McDonald, Danny Hay, Chris Wallace, Stacey Jones. Obviously, if he has a big win over Cronulla, this will be a huge moment for the Warriors. Leon McDonald, if the Blues can't get over the hump after the season they've had, oh boy, the pressure cooker will be on. Danny Hay, he's had years to prepare for this. The All-Whites have a squad, probably their best ever team assembled to make the FIFA World Cup. That's a massive one. And Chris Waller, well, he's taken his two best horses, Home Affairs and Nature Strip, up to take on the English and the European horses at Royal Ascot. He's put his neck on the line. He's put Australian Racing's pride on the line. They need to perform. Which coach has the most to win or lose this week? Stacey Jones, Leon McDonald, Danny Hay, Chris Waller. We'll get everybody's nominations and see your results in the Choices for Him poll on the app. After this, it's Mark Chittick from Waikato Stud. Is in Kempe for breakfast, 20 from 8. From Chemist Warehouse for cold and flu relief. Get 30 tablets for just $6.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. We are quarter away from 8 o'clock this morning. Parents should be made to read literature or watch docos about kids that get dumped out of academies and who never make it. Watch on YouTube, Frank Martin, NBA coach, Peace on Kids and Sport. Regards, Daniel in Auckland. Daniel, appreciate your message. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a pretty brutal world, professional sport, or even not professional sport, but even the kind of systems to get to even have a chance to be a professional athlete. The, the ruthless intensity, Kempe. Mate, I thought, I thought rugby league sidelines were pretty bad. You know, you hear some horrible stuff on the sidelines from some parents um, and some supporters when they're watching rugby league games. Mate, I went to a netball game, honestly, and I thought, man, it's pretty hard for these netball kids because the, the parents are right on the sides sides of the netball courts doing the same thing, mate. It's, you can't isolate 
the type of behaviour that happens at sidelines to one sport happens across the sport. What Lara's talking about is changing mindsets. You know, and what I liked about her conversation was setting up our for generations, our kids, to understand that it's not about failure, it's about enjoyment and participation. So, yeah, great talk from Lara. Um, maybe get a spot for her, Louis. I, th- I reckon I reckon our whanau, our listeners out there in SENZ land will be loving having a sort of regular, regular segment with her. Um, and also talking about mental health and sport. I think it's really important. We talked to Mike King about it. Um, got off to a really good start with him. Lara touching on it. I think it's a, a real important part of our show that we could build on. Yep, no, fair enough, Kimpy. And and we've had that somebody, maybe maybe let's try get her on more often for a little bit of parenting, not necessarily advice, but just, again, opening the mind a wee bit about how it can, you know, you can use parenting can be used or well, sport can be used as a tool to help kids incentivize them to live happy and healthy lives Starting away from eight o'clock this morning we're going to shoot off and come back either with mark chittick or we've got our all blacks 23 the great selection and a couple more of your messages on 0800 811 or double eight double three Alrighty, we are seven minutes away from eight o'clock this morning. Waikato Stud proudly offers an internationally celebrated stallion lineup. You know that by now. So let's do our Waikato Stud racing chat today and let's go to the source. Not just the source for quality thoroughbreds, the source for breeding champions, but the source for all things knowledge around racing. It's Mark Chittick. He's the doyen. He's on the line. Morning, Mark. How are you doing? G'day, fellas. Yeah, really good down here this morning. Lovely morning in the Waikato. How's everything with you two? Mate, you must be happy that the Chiefs are going to beat the Crusaders tonight, <laughs> Get Mark. Get out. <laughs> yeah, good game of footy. Good game of footy. Good footy all round. I mean, last last weekend was, um, you know, was great great rugby all round, and I, I think we're in for a, you know in for a good uh, good weekend this weekend. It's exciting stuff. Mate, you're dreaming. Yep. So these boys are dreaming. Kempi's dreaming. Louis, Louis on the right side of the ledger at the moment, mate. Chitty, uh, tell us about um, the chosen one, mate. Obviously, a Savile product and uh, running fourth in the Melbourne Cup. It's pretty got its last race uh, this weekend. How's the chosen one going to go? Look, I think he's. I think he's a big chance. It'll be a great way to go out. Um, mm. They've had a hell of a ride with them. Uh, you know, the the whole team of of, of ownership and. You know, there's a couple of um, roosters in there, um, Tony Ryder and and um, and um, oh, the big fella that's got the supermarket up north. You know, good good roosters, and uh, they just love their racing. And and you know, like uh, even through these difficult times of travel, they, they, they've they've got to Australia. I'd, I'd say, you know, bloody half of the half of the times he's raced over there. So you know, good on them, and they yeah. deserve a good horse. And, It'd be a great way to go out. We were just sitting here having a coffee, sort of saying how many sons of of um, Savabil will that be at will that be at stud? And I think we've turned up with you know with six of them already. Just you know how I many he's still mm. going himself. He's the latter years, but, wow. but six sons at stud. It's, it, it shows uh, it shows you know what a stallion he is. Can you ask Savabil how how much how how he's able to have so much longevity? Yeah, just a long lifestyle, mate. He's, he's still going. What a champion. Yeah, I'll tell you how you do that off here. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, that was exactly what I wanted to know. How many sons of Savabu are there at stud? Because you've got Novere, which you must just be oh. so excited about uh, turning oh, up on your roster this year. So how do they go traditionally when Savabu turns stallions out? Yeah, well, look, at the end of the day, he's an incredible stallion himself. And uh, you've got you've to be a good horse to, to any horse to deserve a spot you know, as a stallion at stud. And, um, 
certainly with um, with Novair, you know, we, we like a horse that uh, you know that has a turn of foot, and um, certainly uh, you know when he won the two thousand guineas, um, you know, last on the turn, and um, basically had to go sideways to get out. I was chartering, mate. Thank you. Yeah, showed a massive turn of foot. So, and he's got a lovely pedigree, and he's just a beautiful horse, like he really is. So, look, he, the old cliche, he ticks all of our boxes, and um, and it's and it's just nice to have a son, you know, son of Saverville. We did it with O'Reilly and Sacred Falls, and um, you know, Novia. If if, if uh, you know, like it's a big job putting these um, stallions to stud, and there's a lot of money involved. Um, and I'm sure. He didn't get the opportunity to show himself in Australia with injury, you know. Mm. Sure, if he'd got over there, you know, there would have been a hell of a hell of a scrap at probably three or four times as much as what we paid for him. So we're happy to have him here in the paddock. We know he could. We, we know he could run. We know he had an explosive turn of foot. Beautiful horse and beautiful pedigree. So whether he plays Avebil or whatever, he earned a spot at bloody at Waikato Stud, you know. Yeah, full book, no doubt, no doubt about that. Hey, New Zealand Racing came out talking about up in the stakes, Mark. You would have seen that from Bruce and uh, Cam George announcing that. What do you think that's done for the racing game, especially uh, for you when you're trying to attract owners? Oh, look, it's, it was obviously well and truly needed, and it's let's hope it's a great start. Mm. <laughs> um, um, but <clears throat> well and truly needed because, when, you know, I mean, ourselves, we probably race 50 or 60 horses a year. And, you know, like, I um, mean, we're very, obviously very uh, loyal New Zealand and, and, and loyal our supporters, you know, that are, that are trainers here and mates that, that makes that train, etc. And and we love our racing. So it's it's nice to have it on your back doorstep. But, you know, like, there's just such, such a temptation to put them on the plane and, you um, and head over, head over for those sorts of stakes over there. But you know, just with that, with that announcement of a bit of a bit of an increase, I mean, I mean, first of all, good on them. Mm. You know, like it's needed, and, and now it's done, and it just, um, you know, like if, if if they can cut some of that cost out of running that joint down there, and and redirect it back into into stakes and people like us that are grassroots, and our owners and our friends that are racing horses, you know, like I mean, you know, there's there's a, there was a period there where. I always used to say to mates, "Come on, let's throw a few bob in and we'll race a horse." But, but, um, but when you do the economics of it over the last few years, um, you know, uh, it was pretty hard to tempt mm. somebody into it. But you know, when you get a bit more stakes like that, and, and it hopefully starts heading in more of a direction that way, it, the, the whole job will just—it'll work. You know. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. And the other another bloke would be happy about that is Alan Sherrick. How'd you go with uh, convincing him to send some Sonorama <laughs> up to Savabil, mate? Did it happen? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure that the a couple of boys just been down to Taranaki had a couple of couple of good days down there with them. Went to track with, with Alan and that sort of thing, and and uh, had a great morning there. And uh, I think there's a few mares um, coming up Kempe, so that'll be that'll be good. And Alan and I just we just had a nice little result there out of a uh, Tavachi. Well, he's actually a gelding, but Tavachi um, out of um, I do, which we called Do I. Won a trial really nicely, and he's been sold. He's off to he's off to Melbourne. He's off to Mike Maroney's stable, but. Um, but look, we've retained a share in them, so we'll have a good interest over there as well. Oh. Do I punt it? Yes, yeah. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, awesome to catch up, mate. Um, I know Kempi was desperate to know about Cinerama there. Uh, we're going to let you go. We're approaching the news very fast. Always a pleasure to catch up with you. I saw that photo that Waikato Stud put up on their socials. You guys truly do live in the best place in the world, <coughs> I, I think. That's an incredible farm you got there. So enjoy it, and we'll Crusade talk again on, soon. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking forward to getting you boys down here and just put a dollar on why Ha Ha falls at Ramwick tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh.
There Ooh, we go. Like it, like it. Oh, mic drop from Mark Chittick. Why, ha, 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 <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank. Fools at Randwick tomorrow. There you go. Mark Chittick, uh, look, 7 Beer Ocean Park, Tavachi, the whole crew, Androsson, Novia. Man, their lineup is stacked top to bottom, and it's an incredible, uh, well, an incredible uh, thoroughbred nursery, as we know. Lucky to have Mark Chittick involved with SENZ. For our Friday Racing Preview, next hour, it is going to be Red Hot Boys. Are you locked in? I'm locked in. Okay, because this is what we've got to do. This is what we've got to do. We've got to chat to the next mayor of Christchurch, Matt Todd. We've got to do our Izzy's Bomb Squad. We've got to do our AB selection. We might even have to do our Friday tipple. Holy Pip Morris from the TAV. So much. Let's go get a McCafe coffee and make sure we can do it. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Friday the 10th of June, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Great to be up here with the crew in the studio, the SCNZ base. Oh, if you've tuned in, if you've only just tuned in, welcome. You've missed a big hour. We spoke to Lara Andrews. Wow, she is doing some great things for our, our tamariki growing up in New Zealand and trying to uh, intertwine sport and education and a huge importance that they both uh, bring to our, our tamariki growing up and, and just really put a real perspective on life as parents and what we should be uh, allowing and how we should approach our young kids growing up, mate. Just brought back great memories and great stories. You've got to go listen to that on Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast podcast on our SCNZ app. Go have a listen. It was absolutely outstanding. You won't be disappointed. Uh, coming up this next hour, we're going to talk some rugby shortly. <laughs> Not just for a little bit, probably the whole hour. We're going there to has to be an investigation. <laughs> there has to be an investigation, too. I'll tell you what, one of, them, one of the, the investigations is about the coaches, mate. How come you've thrown in Liam McDonald well, and you not know, raise a raid? Well, you want to know why? Because nobody's going to question his coaching credentials. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's going to question this Our next today. coaching credentials, mate. He's an absolute champion. Louis come out and said, Matt Todd, is he the next Mayor of Christchurch. <laughs> and I said to you, Louis, he already is the mayor. He's Christchurch's favourite son who bleeds red and black. When it comes to Crusaders Hall of Fame, this bloke has to be in conversations. Recently been announced as assistant coach of the Canterbury NPC team. He'll hate this because he hates being spoken about and you know, all those comments he'll be cringing at home. But he's on the line now, Matt Todd. Welcome, champion. Morning, Izzy. That is a hell of an introduction. Hey, the next mayor, mate. You'd build that stadium in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, I'd certainly have that done. No worries about that. <laughs> needs to be done, doesn't it? It does. It does, Toddy. And, uh, mate, it's, they need a, someone needs to take ownership. We've spoken about that with uh, seeing Jace Ryan and Scotty Robinson coming on. But, mate, for you, Toddy, 
Unreal news this week. I didn't picture it. I was with you for dinner on Saturday. You didn't even say it, but I can understand. I'm on the radio, so you didn't want me to break the news. But, mate, you're coaching, you're coaching Canterbury. How'd this come about? Yeah, no, very happy, very excited. Um, the opportunity presented itself and just worked out. I'm back, obviously, from Japan for a few months. Um, my club in Japan, Toshiba, allowed me a little bit of a late start back for next season so I could um, manage to do it. And, yeah, once you know, the opportunity was there to get back involved in Canterbury Rugby, a team that, you know, had a lot of good memories with, a lot of good times there and obviously very passionate about. And, um, yeah, can't wait to get stuck in and a new challenge in the coaching environment. Yeah, was it all part of the the uh, the journey for you, mate? Was this always on the radar, getting into coaching post-footy? I know like you've got a, a great rugby brain but, uh, brain, but the biggest thing you have is a big heart and your ability to inspire people around you. Is this always Was this always something you wanted to do? Yeah, I guess it's saying always, you know, possibility. Um, last season I did a little bit of coaching with the Canary under-19, so I guess I had a little taste of it. Mm. Really enjoyed it, um, enjoyed the challenge, obviously learned a lot. It's quite different, um, you know, from the playing side to coaching side, so it was quite an eye-opener that, but um, really enjoyed the challenge, and um, and then when this opportunity was available, you know, I was telling you to turn it down, so jumped at the opportunity and, um, you know, can't wait to get stuck in, you know, I'm sure it'll be a steep learning curve for me with relatively... Limited coaching experience, but one that I'm I'm up for and excited by. Uh, have you thought about what kind of coach you'd be? You know, you're a bit more of a helicopter view, or you in there doing the contact sessions, showing the players how to jackal. What what kind of style you reckon Matt Todd will bring to the coaching round? Yeah, good question. Good question. Um, yeah, I guess you know, like still being current, you know, I've quite got a, quite a good feel for the game. So, um, you know, be quite hands on, but. At the same time, you've got to look big picture. And, and, um, and I guess as well as a coaching group, it's about, you know, we all have different strengths as a group and weaknesses. So we've got to be able to balance that out and understand where someone's stronger than someone else or where someone needs help. So I think as a coaching group, we'll nut that out over the next few weeks before the, the team comes together and um, make sure we're really clear on that. And when the team comes together, we're... I guess a, a well-oiled coaching group, and we're we're real clear on how we want to coach. Hey, Toddy, one piece of advice: never do be the example, okay? As a coach, because he's always a young <laughs> bloke that wants to make a name for himself. <laughs> All right, so make sure yep. when, when you explain it, get someone else to demo it. Otherwise, you're in for a hiding. <laughs> hey, so which family yep. do you come from, mate? I knew another Toddy down there who had a massive engine. Are you from the Brent Todd family, or are you from the Shell Todd family? No, neither. Neither, actually. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. Not sure who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you making a name for yourself down there, mate. He's hey, Matt Todd from Kaipoi, yeah. mate. Matt Todd from Kaipoi. Yeah. Hey, the co- the coaching part. You've seen Razor Ray. What he's doing. That's uh, you're trying to emulate. Is that the is that the vision? Or you are you um, you got big plans for your future? I don't think he can ever emulate what Razor's doing. You know, he's mm. obviously his coaching record speaks for itself. But um, I guess just trying to, you know, find my own path, my own journey. And this is obviously the first step on it. And um, we'll see how it goes. But excited to to learn learn on the go. You know, I'm sure I'll make mistakes along the way as you do in any new field. But um, like I spoke to Razor, spoke to a lot of people. I guess it's good having been coached by a lot of... Um, you know, very, very good coaches over the years, you know, you can lean back on them and they're all real open and willing to help you and give you advice. So I've spoken to plenty of people over the last few weeks and we'll continue to do that 
get advice and, and I guess, um, share ideas or get get their opinions on stuff to um, you know help help with my development. Uh, what about the plan going forward, Toddy? I know you're going to go back to Japan and, and have a wee another wee crack. Uh, is that is that enough for you? How's the body holding up? Or you see a couple more years left in the engine, or just go back give it one last crack? I know you got a young family, four kids, so it must be difficult judging that situation. But is that the plan? One more year? Yeah. So I've signed for one more year, and then I guess we'll see what happens after that. Like you say, the, the family's a big part of it now. Four kids, and they sort of spend some time in Japan, but not the whole time. So it's that balancing act between, um, you know, time apart, what's best for the family, but also, obviously, the income obviously helps over in Japan. So yeah. Got to pay those bills, eh, Tony? And, uh, exactly. So, and, and the body feels good. <laughs> I mean, often that's half the battle. The body's good. Um, you're still there. So I don't know. We'll see how we go. One more season, and you know, at this age, the body can deteriorate quickly. So mm. we'll just see how it goes. And can understand. Can understand why you keep going, mate. I've seen photos. Haven't been invited to your new house, but I've seen photos, and it's whew, not bad, mate. Looking forward to the the housewarming shortly, mate. Uh, quickly before we let you go, we be rude of us not to preview tonight's game, Chiefs. Crusaders, yep. we're very one-eyed on this show, and, and the guy Louis Herman, what he's next to me, he, he is your biggest fan. No, so I'm going to offer this up to him. He, he's going to blush right here. Hey, have a chat. Hey, uh, Matt, lovely to chat to you, mate. A couple of things. Growing up in North Canterbury, there's you know there's the uh, the legacy of Matt Todd. So what you've done for North Canterbury rugby, like I think having you involved with the Canterbury squad, it's going to be quite inspirational for the whole red and black side. <laughs> but what I was wondering, Tom Christie tonight. So Luke Jacobson is a menace at the breakdown. Mm. You were a menace at the breakdown yourself. For me, Tom Christie, if he can have a massive game and do, you know, say seventy percent of the work Ethan Blackadder does, that's probably where the game can be won or lost. What can you? What do you expect? And what would you like to see from Tom Christie tonight? Yeah, I think it, you know it's a great opportunity for Tom. You know, obviously, last few weeks he's sort of been coming off the bench of Ethan going so well in the number seven jersey. So I'm sure he's highly motivated for a big game this week. And it's supposed to be a bit of rain forecast around kickoff, so it could, you know, that almost plays more into the, the seven's hands. You know, it's going to be a real battle, the breakdown. Um, either winning turnovers or just slowing their ball down, not allowing them to get any momentum going there. Um, and like I so say, if he does a good job there, I guess if he wins that battle, I guess there's a loose trio. If they come out, because they just can come out of top in that loose forward battle, control the speed of the breakdown and allow the likes of Richie and that to control the game. Um, and it goes a long way to winning... Uh, tonight's game. From your experiences, Toddy, I played a, f- a fair few Chiefs uh, Crusaders games. I-, I feel like that's the most, the biggest rivalry currently with the Crusaders. It's gone from the Blues and it's gone to the Chiefs Crusaders. From your experiences, mate, what were your memories when you played it and how difficult were those games and knowing what they're going to face tonight? Yeah, tough. Like I say, massive challenge, huge rivalry between the two teams, always physical battles. And often games that were just decided by, you know, a couple of key moments. So I think it's whoever, whichever team can uh, execute in those pressure moments. Um, I think, you know, the Crusaders, they love this time of year. Hopefully they'll rise to the occasion. But obviously the Chiefs will come down with plenty of confidence having won Christchurch earlier this year. So it's set up for a, an epic game tonight. Um, you know, what you want this time of, se- uh, time of year. Both teams are in, in good form coming into it as well. And, you know, we'll come down... The Chiefs will come down confident, but the Crusaders love finals footy uh, at home. 26-0, playoffs at home, Toddy. Mm.
Not a bad yeah, stat, eh? Not a bad record. <laughs> not a bad record. Hey, quickly, we're going to let you go, but Jace Ryan, play, uh, he's coaching his 100th uh, uh, game tonight, mate. And I know you got a lot of time from pretty special. The, the storyline of what he sacrificed to get to where he is, pretty special moment for him. Yeah, exactly. It's almost that old school. You know, he came through club footy, started the front row factory, um, you know, was in doing early canary sessions on, on peanuts, really, just to, yeah. I guess, get his foot in the door. And the, the way he's worked, um, you know, tirelessly over the last, I think, 2013, it was 12, he came in with canary first. So from that time, um, and it speaks to the, the record that the full packs he's had of, you know, the, the quality players he's produced. The All Blacks that have come through and he's produced. And he's a top man off the field. And, um, you know, I wish him all the best for his 100. He's, you know, earned that and, and he's mm. done it the hard way and um, yeah, he's a champion and, and you know, I hope the boys can get the result for him and Ray tonight. Well, he's a champion. You're a champion, mate. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Matt Todd, the new coach, assistant coach for the Canterbury NPC team, mate. Well done. Thanks for all your services, mate. I'll catch up with you when, uh, when I get home and we'll have a nice wee cold one, won't we? Sounds good, mate. Appreciate it. Awesome. There he is. Matt Todd, champion, crusader, Canterbury. Just an absolute top bloke. Biggest ticker I've ever seen, and he's an absolute good man. Well, he's a, a warrior at the breakdown. And, and you know, like, Kimpy, you're rolling your eyes at me, but 100%, you know what it's like when you grow up and there was a, a guy from near where you're from that made it. Everyone talks about him. You're going to have trainings, a patch soon, at, Kimpy. Like, you're rolling your eyes, <laughs> but, you're like, everyone's got one they can think of. The guy and, um, you know, Brody Retallick was from Amberley as well, so the Retallick family and then Matt Todd up the road in Kaipoi, like, especially the guys that stay and play for your, your local franchise, it is inspirational. Oh, it is, yeah. And every every town, every town's got one, you know, like the person that you looked up to or wanted to emulate. Um, even today, you know, you've got kids coming through those those small towns talking about not forgetting where they come from. So, no, mate, I'm not I'm not rolling my eyes at, at you talking about Matt Todd. I'm rolling at my eyes at you talking about the Crusaders <laughs> all the time. Well, you can't talk about one without the other. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Yes, Kimpy. When you think of Crusaders teams of the past and the biggest battles they had to endure, it's hard to shy away from the Blues. Final in 98 when Blackadder went to Auckland and did the unthinkable. 03 when a Blues team defied all odds and finally fulfilled what many have known for years, the talent they possess, and defeated, defeated a star-studded Crusaders team. Fast forward the clock, and now we're at the situation of who the biggest rivalry when it comes to the Crusaders. For me, personally, it's hard to shy away from the battle that is going to take place tonight. Crusaders Chiefs. Chiefs mana. A real hate for each other, and I don't say that lightly. Eh, Brett? 2012, 2013. The Chiefs go back-to-back and win Super Rugby with a real rugged and unassuming brand of rugby led by Warriors Messon, Tamalolo, Williams. Twice I had felt heartbreak in a semi-final and been on the losing end. Their mantra those nights, attack their Chiefs and the team will cripple. That night, it all went down. So McLeod gets it in as the siren goes and the Sharks try and do something at the end. They've lost the ball forward and it's going into touch. And the Chiefs are the champions in 2012. Heartbreak. Back-to-back years. We were bundled out in the semi-final. Fast forward four years and the script has flipped. Razor Ray and Sammy Whitelock have embarked on some of the most glorious years in Crusaders history. Five straight. They have the formula. They know what it takes to get the job done. But... 
this is going to be a real street fight. Expect to be niggled. Expect to pass the ball and hit and be hit and pushed and everything above. Nothing will be a surprise. I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely fizzing for this game. I played in many, so understand the significance. It doesn't get much bigger than a, than this Crusaders Chiefs. If you think Super Rugby is dead, then uppercut yourself because tonight, two team which has reignited Super Rugby rivalry. Go at it, and you won't be let down. The best of the best under the lights down here in Ototahi Christchurch. Buckle up, and let's crusade on, Kimpi. <laughs> I'm wiping away the tears. That was beautiful, honestly. He's <laughs> literally like melted down from the desk. I don't know whether you're like embarrassed or whether you're proud or whether you're excited. Oh, oh, mate, Channel 9, they need to hire you. 100%. That was beautiful. Absolutely. If you're a Chiefs, if you're a Chiefs supporter or a Crusaders supporter and you're crying in your car now, I want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, give us a call. Brett from Huntley, he's a very passionate Chiefs fan. But, mate, look, I know what I'm saying. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Tonight, two teams are going to go at it. And the but the best thing about this playoffs, Kempe, is any one of them can win this. 100%. All of them can, you know, they've all got opportunities. They, the Brumbies could do the unthinkable and win tomorrow night. I'll be the, watching. I'll be looking for Wally in the grandstand because that's where he is, the northern stand, the Leith Field boy. He'll be there. I'll spot him. I'll spot where's Wally. I, I, I can't. I'm not lying. My computer screen's broken. I can't turn this off. <laughs> I can't stop the, the music. Oh, no. Jacob's going to have to turn it off. Oh, no, there you go. Oh, I was, was Okay, it's working. Um, I thought no one was going to believe me there for a second when I was going to say I have to play that. Uh, My patch was off that whole time, I tell you. Seriously? Nah, I'm just trying You to... played for the team, mate. You're entitled. I, look, I think parochialism is what we've... Like, you can't shy away from where you're born and who you really want to represent and who you want to play for Love and who it. you want to support. It's like what New Zealand sport's built on. And I, I encourage Chiefs fans tonight in the stadium to get stuck in respectfully to the players on the field, get stuck in to the other fans around them respectfully, do it the right way, but let's create some atmosphere. And mm. everything you talk about, that rivalry, the funny thing is, from a fan's perspective, that's the way it feels in the stands. Like, you really live it. Mm. Just because you're not on the field doesn't mean you don't live it. And you're consistent, mate. Every Friday you've got your Canterbury jersey on. What really got me this morning was the pom-pom hat. Like, that was, you know, And the all skin's Where, even coloured. Where'd you find that? Like, everything's just red and black in the studio. Yeah, well, that's how it works, red and black. Uh, chalk them up. Unlucky 13th for some, not for us. 21 minutes past 8 this morning. Here's Kimmer's Warehouse. Great savings every day. I'm honestly going to have to go around the other way to get out of the studio. Kimmy's about to smack me. Uh, Pitt Morrison TAB is not far away. We've got some messages from here on double eight double three. we want to get to as well. Thank you, Izzy. That was inspirational. Maxi Claire from Chemist Warehouse for cold and flu relief. Get 30 tablets for just $6.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Waikato is rioting. Mm. The Waikato is rioting. Huntley... Brett, the Huntley gatekeeper, has crawled down the phone line. Morning, morning, uh, Brett. You're calling me out this real day. You're calling me out live on here, real. Oh, don't do that, Uncle. Song by the game. Hate it or love it, the underdogs on top. 
And we're hungry. Cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Brett, mate, it's going to be an absolute game tonight. I mean it. I mean, I mean everything. It was. I'm so excited for tonight, mate. It's going to be one for the ages. I can't wait, mate. I love it. Every time I think of the Chiefs, I think of you. Matu, I love this. I hope we're at our grubbiest tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh. Me too, Brett. Uh, it might be a lot of our fans have never heard of the uh, Sammy Fino who's playing blindside tonight. But I tell you, Fano, you will know him by tomorrow morning. Because no. he's going to dust off the old right shoulder, the old widow maker cut. Brett, Brett, you're yes. one of our favourite listeners, mate. We appreciate you every day at 0800 and Hopefully Huntley <laughs> keeps its roof on tonight. You and Tawara will be absolutely having one if uh, they can get up and get the job done. Razor yes, and Brett. Donk McMillan both played for Bay of Plenty Boys, made the Steamers the same year teammates. Go the Bay, go the Chiefs on double eight, double three. Good pickup. And uh, as a Landers fan, I hope ex Josh Yuani shows one he treats you to a master class and brings back the mana with those fancy feet. Harrison, good to hear from you. All right, dab.co.nz is we can go find all the markets for the Super Rugby tonight. Pip Morris is on the line. Morning, Pip. Morning, guys. How are you this morning? Ah, flying. What do you got for us? Well, just speaking about the Chiefs there, there's been $2,000 on the Chiefs. Chiefs half a full-time double at $5. Silly. Easy money. Silly. (laughs) <laughs> and it's also been for the Warriors, 1 to 12, 79 and a half of the head to head bets are on the Warriors uh, to get up on top of the Sharks. So obviously the Warriors believers still They're out faithful. there, still in force. Faithless. And the Sharks also have a big bet on them too, though. 13 plus the top two selections in the winning team and margin option. So some nice rivalry there. And the most popular power play for the Crusaders Chiefs match. Will Jordan anytime try scorer and Crusaders to win by eleven to twenty at seven dollars. Oh, that's oh, nice. That is actually delightful. Oof. That is great value, Pip. Thank you for pointing that one out to us. Tab.co.nz. Download the Tab app. Take it to the game tonight, and you can punt live on the match. Double eight, double three. What's your bet for the rugby tonight? Let's stay on the rugby, and we've got a fifty dollars bonus bet for the one that gets the boys up and about the most. Send them through. Double eight, double three. Temper bed post text machine. A couple of quick texts before we shoot off. Uh, Jim and Tamuka, Maddie Todd, and the crew have got a huge job with the NPC Canterbury side. Let's hope they go better this season. They do. Last battle of Super Rugby tonight. Go on the Crusaders. Yeah, Tamuka country. Good stuff from you. And going back to Dr. Lara Andrews talking about parenting and using sport for our tamariki as a real gateway and, and a positive influence Kempi. Somebody says, too much screen time today. Love my rural upbringing. Rugby and bare feet Saturday. Frosting mornings the old girl used to shoot back and ha- and half boil the jug for our feet. Either that or find a cash cow- a fresh cow muck. I'll tell you what, I, I can sympathise with that. The old man used to send us up the shop first thing in a, in a midwinter Taranaki morning to get a loaf of bread with we had no shoes and it was you just look out the window and go oh man this is going to be painful yeah. across the grass mate I just remember walking the shop crying my eyes out and they go what's the matter and go my feet are frozen <laughs> that's probably why you were so good when you stepped at the line though because you have to have real soft feet you don't like stand on the but ground yeah, too hard honestly that's how come you get that speed up mate because you were running across it as fast as you could yeah beautiful stuff love all your messages on double eight double three after this our choices Florian poll results and our All Blacks 23 the great selection it's Izzy and Kempe for breakfast here with S 
SENZ. We're 27 minutes away from 9am. Great to have your company on a busy Friday of sport. Uh, it's been, oh, well, as I say, it has been flying. i tell you what happened. Nilil in the New Zealand All-Whites Oman hit-out in the football, right? So that's their last hit-out before the World Cup qualifier. Nilil for the All-Whites against Oman. Now, the All-Whites are important to our discussion this morning because the choices for in poll today... The Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. It was all about coaches and who has the most to win or lose this weekend. Stacey Jones, Leon McDonald, Danny Hay next week in the World Cup qualifier or Chris Waller taking home affairs and nature strip up to the Northern Hemisphere. Did you have a gut feeling, Izzy? I did. I've gone, I've gone with Leon. I think they're 14-0. If they lose, it'll be the one that got away. But if they win, the Blues are back at promised land, where they haven't been since 03. They've always showed signs the talent's been there. But if they were able to get this job done, Blues fans, Ken, they'll be all up and about. So I think Leon McDonald, for me personally, 14-1, he'll be ha- ha- yeah, it means nothing if they don't get the job done. Yeah, I, I hear that. He was right in the reckoning. He's, he's actually second result in the poll. Mm. Oh, well, lots of league and rugby coaches under pressure this weekend, but I've gone for Danny Hay. He's got the he's got the nation and you know the World Cup on the line uh, next Wednesday morning, and I for one uh, will feel that pressure with him when they go into the game to try and get the country to the biggest uh, sporting event in the world. Kempi, I'd have to agree with that, and so would punters. I, I think you you think about the names and the guys that have done it and the the legacy that they leave. We've only been to two World Cups, yeah. right? And we know how revered Ricky Herbert is for the last one. And I think this one would be even more special, probably. Or just as special. So Danny Hay is the, the coach has the most win to lo- most to gain and to lose. I hope he isn't sacked if we don't make it, by the way. Because I think he's the right man. Judging by the way he interacts with the players, I think he is the right man to move up forward. That was the cho- weekend choices flooring poll. Right now, it's time to get into our selections. It's time for the great selection. It's Izzy and Kempe's All Blacks 23. Okay, so we're making the Lucys now. We've only got about 19, 18 shows away from when the All Blacks play Ireland in the first test of the year. This selection is huge. You know that by now. I tell you every time. You can text double eight double three or go to SENZ underscore radio on Instagram and vote. And it's the player with the most nominations fills the jersey. Our loose forwards so far, we've got Akira Yuani at blindside. On the open... Kira Ioane, Barrett stepping and breaking into some space, still on his feet, Rico Ioane, still going, gets the off lead away, oh what a try out, he's Salvi is in! Hey! <laughs> I was listening to go, who is it? <laughs> Who's getting the ball here? <laughs> That's a great commentary. Oh, well done, the kitchen. Rico's a centre. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Rico? <laughs> I get it. Rico, oh, well done, boys. Great commentary. Yeah, Adi Savia is our open side. Now, look, this is this is a bit complicated because uh, Dalton Papaletti, we left him out. It seems like his appendicitis and his surgery to remove his appendix went really well. Mm. So there's actually a chance he plays next week if the Blues make the final. But we left him out because of the uncertainty. Yep. So that leaves us with our number eights now, Izzy. We've got Akira on the blind, Artie on the open. Sam Kane had a lot of votes, but Artie had more. Who now plays number eight? I think I know who your Smokey is because I've been trying to work it out all week. You've been dropping that you're going left field. Who is it? I'm going left field or am I? 
Does he play for the Hollanders? Do the people, start, are they starting to think, is he left field or is he the one to do it? I'm going Hawks Bay and I'm going the Hollanders. And I've gone for Marino Michele too. The man has been on fire now for not only this year, the last couple of years down at the Landers and in, in, in the outfit that has been struggling, his fair share of struggles, but he has shone in an underperforming uh, uh, Ford pack. Mate, he has been outstanding. Ball carries, other side of the ball, he's very good at the breakdown era. Jackal, I am hoping this is an opportunity to build for the future. 18 tests out from the World Cup. That the, the selectors are seeing what I'm saying. I think he has to be in the reckoning to potentially go go over and uh, or get an opportunity in the black jersey. So yeah, Marino McKelly two for me. Is he a bolter? Is he what you describe a bolter? He's a bolter. Yeah, yeah. And you think he can start? I think he can start. I think he can start. Oh, Hoskins well. a two two. Great great option option there. He's he's had a game. He's had an opportunity. But I reckon <laughs> Marino McKelly two has got a chance. Would you yeah. would you be shocked to know that Ken has already texted <laughs> on double eight double three? And we want you to text your number eight nomination because it's the most votes that get the spot. Hoskins a two two. The best eight in the NZ by a long way. And that's exactly right. You know, underneath that red and black patch that is he's got he's got a blue and yellow one he can't get out of the south island that fella he's got to come up here to hoskin to uh Satutu. he's for me at uh 23 24 he's still growing into this body mate he's probably got another 10 kilos to put on that frame mm. they got to leave him at eight the all blacks they got to leave him at eight and they've got to trust this kid to grow into his body and become the beast on the back of the scrum with Rico Aini and and leave our, our mate Artie Sevier that's in that seven jersey or, or interchange it with whoever they've got there because the seven's a problem. The eight ain't a problem, mate. The eight is the future and Hoskins Sotudu is that future. Oh, I love that. I mean, I hear you. I don't know what, what it is about Hoskins for me. He just, I just don't know if he's got I'll that, that hard nose. I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you what it is. But once he get, once he gets in, into that frame that he's going to grow into, mate, he's just going to, mm. he's naturally going to be fearful. Good nomination here from Chris Peter Gus, Peter Gus, so we call it. He is a huge body, is he? Fair shout, fair shout. I think he's kind of wavered a bit towards the end. He come out like absolutely barnstorming at the start of the season. Was the shining light in, in the Chiefs outfit that like, stood out offloading games unreal Fijian you know he's got the Fijian flair I just think as a late he probably hasn't been there so yeah I, I'm going on the form I see and I understand where um, Uncle Kempi's come from too like Hoskins been doing, a, been doing a job he's been given a chance has he taken that opportunity debatable so I'm looking yeah no so I, I hate Mickey mm. M- M- Alec too has been a freak this year to be honest he's been massive he's been probably the the most consistent performer in that uh Highlanders we've got to take a chance we've got to take a chance because you need to look this is not just a selection to beat the Irish this mm. is a selection to win the World Cup and you've got to pick a player that can peak at the right time uh we have got and a couple of nominations for Ardia eight look I understand that but Ardia is on the the open side in this selection so we need to go elsewhere um Dave says Buck Ooh. Bring back Buck. What about Ron Crib? Hempy? <laughs> Who's your best? Who's your best ever? Oh, don't. We, honestly, we've got 20 minutes to go. That's, don't. Don't. Just, can we, we, can oh. we dump that? Can, can we, can, uh, we can't do that right now. Because the Friday tipple's coming up after this. Keep your messages coming through. Kez collates them all. Artie Savier's our open side. A couple of nominations for Luke Jacobson. If he's not on the open side, I would just have him anywhere in the Lucies. So that's where I'm going. Friday tipple after this. It's Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on a very busy Friday. The great text from Phil. And we'll answer that one before we're done with the show today, Phil. Don't worry. Back soon. Not-
Listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Oh, Friday Tipple. We've made it. How good. Thank you for being a part of our week. We really appreciate it. This past week, League absolutely dominated the headlines. To start our tipple off, the immortal Andrew Joey Johns, the NRL great, came on and spoke about how we can grow the game. The key might be the Pacific. We're looking to expand the game. We've got the Dolphins playing next year. But the problem then is probably everywhere in Australia. There's less kids playing. So we need to build the game somewhere. And where we need to build the game is in the Pacific countries. So I think the next team that comes in should play out of Wellington and should play under Pacifica brand. How good is he, eh? To get an NRL team that represents the Pacific would be immense for our Tane and our Wahene in the islands. We owe them as, as much as that. So the Michael Jordan of Rugby League also brought back home on Izzy's birthday to share support for our Warriors. I'm a big believer in um, having a Kiwi coach. Um, mm. That's my um, that's my take. But yeah, I, I feel for the boys. They've always got a tough, especially playing was, you know um, away from home. You know, hopefully the boys can put it together. And, but yeah, man, the toys I'm always always got their faith for the boys. Yeah, that's Ali, and we'll never lose faith, brother. Let's go on, Warriors. Ali Laltiti, absolute Hall of Famer, and as his uh, yeah, <laughs> once described as the Michael Jordan of rugby league. No small words. World Ocean Day happened on Hump Day this week. What a great day it was. And Blair Chuke, Chuke joined us to chat about the great work Pete Burling and himself have been doing with their foundation, Live Ocean. For too long, um, the ocean soaked up so much for us. It really is the lifeblood of the planet. It takes in all of, a lot of heat, CO2, but it's really at a tipping point now and, it, and it's not too big to fail. And the science has been pointing that way for a long time. So, yeah, I guess doing the live ocean winter dip is just a chance for people to connect to that, to show action that they, they too care about it and, and want to see a, a healthy ocean for, for, for a healthy future. Oh, that's dead right. Tangaroa Te Moana is so important to look after our ocean and I really can't stress that enough. Uh, Tuki and I have something else in common too, boys. We've both got roots up in Kirikiri, and I'm always looking for that new surfing Ooh. spot. Obviously, being from Kirikiri, I've got some pretty awesome spots around the bay that are, you know, where I feel, I guess, most connected and most alive. So got a surf spot not too far from home that I take the boat out to, and that's probably um, my one, one place. Pick Won't me up, brother. Pick me up. Here, mate. Pick me up. I'm up in Kirikiri from yeah, this weekend. Come and get me. I'll, I'll get me 9-1 out, and I'll own that wave. Me gun. Spot X, eh, Unc? They Spot never, X. ever I think share. I know where it is, too. Is. You reckon? You're going to yeah. go for a little... No chance. I'm going for a nosy this, this weekend. weekend. I am. You reckon you found it? Nosy. Right. Yeah, I think I know. All right, brother. You have a great weekend, too, Kempe. Been an awesome week, brother. Well, you're a bloody cheeky one, though. Finally, the biggest cheers of all goes to newly announced Commonwealth Games volleyballer. We'll be following her at the Com Games, and she's going for gold. The top two teams will be Australia and Canada. Um, and they are currently in the top 10 in the world, so they will be some really tough competition for us, but definitely not unbeatable. Um, so, you know, we're really aiming for a podium, if not, you know, gold medal. 
Sean Napoli. What a legend. Yeah. Gold is. medalist. Izzy, I love that, and it's a really well-deserving uh, toast of the week because we went full circle with her, and we spoke to her after her travels last year, and mm. she said, hey, I didn't make the Olympic squad. We just missed out on qualification, but we're going to put all our eggs in this basket. We want to go to the Com Games, and just to pursue your dreams like that. Yeah, it's just, you know, dedication, perseverance, all of the above, you know, that only certain athletes are able to en- uh, overcome and endure. So hat off to, to her and Alice Seaman. We're going to be watching them with uh, interest as they go to the Commonwealth Games. And she's going for gold. She, we spoke about it. I think Australia and, and the other outfit, I can't really remember. But those Canada. 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 Canada and Australia. Watch out. Watch out. The girls are coming. The girls are coming. Hey, uh, well, that's a Friday tipple. Great week, boys. We've been um, yeah, really lucky to be joined by some cool people. Dan McCarty's in for Smithy today. Very excited to catch up with the snake, and we'll talk to him in a bit. Just a couple of texts to get to. Izzy, I was just wondering if you backed a tissue last week and finally got paid a place. I did. I did. A tissue's ran her last couple, actually. She's got two places straight, number th- uh, a third placing. So, yeah, I did a back a tissue and, and got a, a wee uh, dabble, $5 for a place. A tissue's racing in, on June 25th in the, the Group 1, the Tattersaws Tiara mm. over in Australia. Philly's so Amir's race. She's going to have her last race before she goes to spell. So I'll watch that with interest. Awesome. How's this for a text, Kempi? Geez, Kempi brought back some memories with those plastic rugby balls. Used to live over the fence from a pass guard factory in Tauranga that made those balls. And if you kicked them too hard, you got a massive graze burn <laughs> spot on your foot. And saying that, I nicked hundreds of them, handed out, out to all the poorer kids on the street. Most couldn't walk after one kick. Great show today from Matt. <laughs> yeah, they and they did hurt, mate. If you can imagine, the ends of them, of the oval ball, were like rock. Oh. So, so when you kicked it, you had to kick it right in the belly of the ball, otherwise you, you had a broken foot. The broken things foot. you used to use for rugby ball, I remember filling up a pillowcase full of clothes, oh, one, yeah. and you just tying the ends up, and then just using that as a ball. Or a shoe. Shoe, slippers. Yep, someone's shoe. Anything. If it had big feet, and the shoe was, you know, <laughs> Nice shoe, made a great spin, spin ball. Lots of nominations for the best bet on tonight's rugby uh, coming in. As he's going to scour them, he's going to come up the one he likes the most, and we're going to have a $50 TRB bonus bet up after this. One last text. I see a vision of Sword in the Turf and Razor Breakdancing <laughs> on Eden Park. Saved it, eh, Louis? You saved it. <sighs> You're just making them angrier before we oh, head off into our day, but I agree. Seven and a half away from nine. Dan McCarty, not far away. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.